0: Yes, we are the brave We'll fight you in there. The name of the brave We are the U.S. of A. All right. Good afternoon, good evening, or good morning, to my better be real listeners out there. Sergeant Be Real, I'm bringing you back today. I have Marine veteran Jared ledbetter coming on. He's going to talk to you a little bit about his time in the Marines, and then a little bit about what he's doing now, and some some of his transition issues and things he ran into and stuff. So, Jared, the floor is yours, my friend. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, uh,
1: in the Marine Corps, was supply. So that kind of sets you up really good for success after the military. But in 2009, FY09, it was kind of that drawdown period, and so. They initiated boat spaces and I didn't get my paperwork in in time. So kind of was forced to get out, not by choice. I kind of wanted to stay in the full 20 and be gung-ho the whole time, but I didn't play out that way. My transition class though, was the week prior to my EAS. So the week prior to me getting out, I got all the information for transitioning and it wasn't really even that useful like there was a there was a piece in that course that discussed resume writing right and one of the things that i did to prepare for that moment was i went out to the bookstore and picked up a book on resume writing right and i spent three i spent the weekend prior to that class writing down everything that i had done building my resume and when i showed up to present my resume the the person in the class there was like, Yeah, this is good. Didn't give me any feedback, didn't do shit. Yeah,
0: they're
1: just like, Yeah, no, you got big words in there, it's, it looks good. So, being in supply, though, we actually used a lot of big words like requisition, you know. Yeah. So, I was already prepared for what happens next. Fortunately, I was doing a lot better than the grunt sitting next to me because he's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to say. I shoot people, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my job is to um, kill, to conquer. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Fuck you know? yeah. like it. But yeah, that you know that transition class was a waste of space. When I got out, I probably spent about two months crashing at my little sister's place. When I got back home, and then finally it became so much of a burden just on her that I went down to my parents' place, and they ended up dropping me off at the homeless shelter and said, "Sink or swim." This was two months after
0: I got out. Yeah, a little tough love there. Uh, Get the hell out. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Like the week I got home, I even went to like a family video store and I put in an application on a Friday, on a Monday, I called them back to follow up and they asked for my name, pulled up my application, looked at it for all of three seconds and said, yeah, no, we're good. Thanks. And the whole thing was, what's your employment history? The only thing I put on there was Marine Corps and asked what's three favorite movies. And I put on there like Men of Honor and some other crap, I don't know. But yeah, so based off of Marine Corps and i favorite movies, a military movie, I'm all of a sudden not qualified to hand out a fucking video. So that that just kind of set the pace, you know, for the shitstorm that was about to happen. So by the time I had hit the homeless shelter a couple of months later, it was a lot worse than I expected it to be. You know, not having a place to live to call your own really sucks. And there was a lot of challenges with that because some of the people who lived there with me did not have the same background as me you know there was people who had serious problems you know including mental issues drug addiction type stuff alcoholism there's people there with me that had those problems Mm -hmm. and i'm just a person who doesn't have a job you know so it kind of really set the pace i guess it kind of provided additional insight to, to how shit really is and I, I lucked out, got a temp job, which didn't last very long because it's a temp job, yeah. but I ended up staying <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I in the shelter about four months. And then at during this time, I had picked up that temp job, which was called second shift, but really it was like 4 p.m. to 4 a.m. And so covered that second and third bracket. So I ended up sleeping during the days, working at nights, which is really hard to do immediately after departing from the military because you're so trained so ingrained to wake up at zero dark 30 and kick it you know yep. so that'd be the time i'd be going to sleep and yeah. that always sucked uh, yeah that's a, the reverse cycle training you know what i'm saying like ah fuck <laughs> yeah. right oh, you know and, you know i didn't have an alarm clock i didn't even have a nice cell phone at the time i had one of those prepaid flip phones for emergencies and that was it you know but yeah that that shit sucked. Moving forward, at that four-month mark, I ended up getting kicked out of the shelter because mm-hmm. I had gotten a new job that was on the daytime shift, and I was in between transition. And I didn't tell them, so they kicked me out because I was out all night after, after the curfew. Right. So that sucked. So I ended up living in my car for the next, next couple of months. Everything I owned fit in the car except for the actual driver's seat. The whole car was full, so I ended up having to. We had a 24-hour gym, so I used my unemployment check to get a gym membership, so I could go have a place to take a shower. There you go. And then I would park there and sleep there as well. But I had to do a lot of crazy shit to have, you know, laundry. Actually, have a bed to sleep in. You know, have food consistently. All of that shit. So it's kind of a rough time. But in the end of all of that, I'm better for it because now I got a taste of how bad it could be, yeah. right? You know, I, I wasn't, you know, living under train tracks and, you know, hopping trains and shit. You know, that's how bad it could be. But I got a taste of it. And that let me know that's exactly what the fuck I don't want to happen.
0: Right, yeah. Because it's, so, yeah, it's outside the norm, being in the Marines and, the da-da, and then da-da-da. And all of a sudden, you're just kind of winging it. So, yeah, that's definitely a eye-opener. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no shit. Yeah. Um, so. Eventually that led me, um, one of my good friends found a room with one of their distant cousins, rather estranged, I would say, Mm -hmm. and got a room. I ended up picking up another temp job at that point, which led me into getting a permanent position in a warehouse. So that was pretty slick. And then from there, I just threw it all fucking away. (laughs) (laughs) Let's
0: go. Let's start the cycle over again. Let's go.
1: Yeah, no. So during this whole time, my wife and kids were in Japan and I was in North Carolina. And mm-hmm. so she had got she had reached a point where, you know, I spent the better part of a year not being able to send money, not being able to talk regularly, not being able to do anything. You know, I'd maybe get on a computer once a week during that whole time. Yeah. So it, it became really hard for her. And she got to a point where she was like, you know what, either you're going to move here or we're going to not be together anymore. And so at that point I was like, you know what? (laughs) Fuck it. I'll move. Yeah. Let's go. I've been to Japan once then. Yeah. Fuck it. It's gotta be better than here. Right. (laughs) Can't be Uh, any worse. Right. Can't be any worse. (laughs) You had no shit. Uh, so that day I actually applied for a job. There was eight contractor positions in, in Okinawa and I applied for every one of them on a Saturday, Monday, I got a phone call. Tuesday, I had an interview Wednesday. I had a job and Friday I bought a plane ticket. Nice. Like it was that fat. And That's so cool. uh, that that was, I'd call that pretty, pretty nice. That's yeah, a good bang, time bang, a bang,
0: bang, go. Bang, bang, go. Get on the plane. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I even signed my paperwork, sent it in and got a promotion. So I had to sign it again. Nice. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that put me back into the the DOD lifestyle, right? You know, I was a contractor living overseas. All the benefits, none of the Liberty card bullshit. Right, so yeah. None of the restrictions. me. Uh, Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, that was, was pretty good. And I was out there for three years. And right. that when that came to an end, they told us about three months out, hey, this is the last cycle. After this, it's done. So then I started, well, I started in 2009 applying for government jobs, mm-hmm. and I had never stopped. Right. And this is now 2014. I still hadn't stopped applying for government jobs, but now I needed a job in 90 days. So I spent the next probably month and a half i applied for some like some astro- astronomical number like 5000 jobs it was insane yeah that's crazy <clears throat> that was government career builder monster indeed anything and everything i could find i applied for that shit
0: yeah.
1: i got two interviews <laughs> out of 5000 um, <laughs> those are yeah. Good yeah you know what it, as long as one sticks it really doesn't matter that's what it ends up being
0: right
1: yeah yeah so i ended up eventually picking up a a GS seven job at an army ROTC. Nice. So that job started two weeks after the contract ended. So I had to pack up and move all my shit from Japan. So we moved the whole family, moved all our shit. And that put me on the cycle of GS employee. Right. So started as a seven. Now I'm up to to a 12 now. So I think I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. You're locking along pretty good there. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, it's not too much, not too bad. Yeah. It's you know, not too bad, man. That, yeah. Well, that is definitely a trip down memory lane for you. It's definitely a, an opportunity for all our listeners out there to realize that, you know, you're going to, some of you are going to come into these hot spots like Jared did and you're just going to hit the bottom and you got to figure it out. But you, you listen to what Jared said. He continually kept putting in resumes. He continually kept putting in for jobs. He just, he didn't, he never stopped. He had 5,000 something plus a minute. He got a couple interviews, but he made one of them stick. And then now, look, now he's a GS-12. He, you know, his career's moving along. He's doing other things, I'm sure, on the side. So you guys got to remember that, you know, getting out of the military isn't always set up for all of us to be successful. Because the military, the Marines, the Army, the Navy, none of those branches set you up for success leaving, right? I mean, you heard him, Jared, no. tell you. They kind of just threw me in a class a week out before I was supposed to get out. And then the, even the resume guy just was like, yeah, that looks nice. You're good. But didn't even give him any insight. Didn't look at it. Didn't see, even if the format was correct. Just, yeah, that looks good. So, you know, put a lot on him. And then, and, then, and that happens to a lot of soldiers and Marines and sailors when they're getting out. Is It's a check the block kind of attitude we all have in the military, right? Jared was the same way I was the same way I retired for 20 years, and I'm still like trying to force my way out as fast as I can get out. Like, here's my paperwork sign it. here's my because that's just the mentality we have as soldiers or Marines is just functionally do what's in front of us and get it done so we can move to the next thing. You know, what I mean, that's kind of yeah. our thing. We didn't think to step back and go, wait a minute, man, you really need to show me this resume thing because it's kind of important. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the
1: plot thickens too, because uh, in my personal experience, I also ended up with four NJPs. So Mm. (laughs) alcohol will take you down a dark path. But I ended up trying to do a branch jump about 90 days out from my EAS date. And so that required me to actually go to medical and check out before I could actually do a branch jump. So the army recruiter gave me the paperwork. I went out to medical, did all my annual physical crap, filled out those forms. And then I took it and started the routing process. And my, my CEO, eventually it got to him and he laughed that shit off and sent it back. So now, yeah. So now I've got my medical checkout paperwork done. I can't do a branch jump. They refused me to, to take any leave. So I had to sell back all my leave. So I couldn't actually leave early and as soon as I get out go into the next branch um, and also when it came time for me to do my VA shit there's nothing in my record because I had to close out my medical record to do a branch jump so shit is, is crazy and then when it came time to sign on a dotted line again I couldn't do it so
0: yeah. it's like no fucking way it's, like a, it's a big ass shit storm in front of you it's like it's just a big shit storm like hey so yeah. But all yeah so definitely listen up guys if you're out there listening you know Jared's one of a few that we've had that have had the same type of circumstances, just kind of had a hardship when they got out. They kind of got rushed out or got kind of pushed out, not really kicked out, but kind of pushed out. Like they didn't really do a lot on his behalf as a Marine to say, hey, thanks for your service and yada, yada, yada. It was more like, hey, sorry, get your shit and get the hell out of here. You know what I'm saying? We got to get the next Marine to come in and take your place. So just remember when you're getting out, set up a plan, be prepared take a deep breath and make sure you're getting all the stuff you need to get done. Like your resume gets checked and all those things get done. And you, you got to force those things on you. Cause like Jared said, he kind of got thrown into a shitstorm and he just kind of walked out into it. And then he had to, you know, had to deal with what he had to deal with. But the positive thing and what I want everybody to focus on is that Jared's still here. He's a GS 12 now in the G, in the government system. He's successful. His life is going in a better place. His wife, kid, the whole nine. Years, he's okay. So he got through it, which is kind of the format of what I'm trying to get everybody to get through. There's no need to get depressed and think about suicide or do none of that crazy shit. Just keep plugging away. Keep reaching out to your battle buddies and your friends and try to lean on them a little bit and get them to help you. But don't expect them to do it for you. But just keep pushing, right? Because Jared kept pushing and now look at him. You know what I'm saying? He was in he was in a homeless shelter for four months, guys, and now he's a GS12. So it can happen if you just be patient and you do your thing, right? So just just do that. So Jared, all that's happened. And I know so. I also know you do other things because I've seen you in the Vetpreneur tribe. I know you do other stuff. I know you moonlight. Probably do. So, let's talk a little bit about your online, you know, your entrepreneur side of your life and what you're doing with that. Okay. So, in 2012 I
1: started building websites. Nice. And it was a very small a need at the time and you know, as a child growing up, my dad always told me, you know, get into computers, they're the future, you know. And I never listened, I never knew what I wanted to be when I grew up. But when I started building websites, I found that enjoyable. Right? Nice. Even though I was shit hot awesome at supply you know i I found websites enjoyable and so i kind of did that on the side i'd do it for free just to to get more practice Uh, so i'd build on wordpress and you know in 2012 we didn't have some of the fancy technology we have now so a lot of the stuff had to be done in a very tedious process and also if i wanted to build like a contact form on the website I would have to at least learn at a minimum all of the code required to do that because there was none of the fancy tools we have now. So, moving forward a few years later, I ended up upgrading to like Shopify and stuff like that. You know, just constantly progressing, you know, inchworming it forward. And I I got an offer for a job for a part-time gig uh, with another uh, company to to build websites under them and you know they would they would the gig was that they would they would mentor me i would have to learn some code and we would kind of just play it by ear and see how it went you know and as soon as i started learning how to code this was probably this was almost two years ago 28 2017 2018 or so and as soon as i started learning to code i was just blown away i went from being able to just put an image to do some fancy shit with that image, you know? So the more that I learned, the more my eyes were opened to the possibilities. And since then, I've gone on to do fully custom coded websites. I've started building web applications with technology that I never knew was available. Right now I'm building three different softwares, web software and desktop software just just cuz it's there and right. i have the capability and i have the know-how and yep. so i've expanded quite significantly from just going to hey let me play and build you a website now i have a business yeah
0: now and you're I'm building
1: a, build a business yeah yeah you're building right i you know i i build the website but that's not really the only thing that i do anymore now i'm looking at the future forward thinking how do we get from here to there And what does it take to get us from there? And so a lot of times that's going to take stuff like search engine optimization, you know, climbing the Google search results Mm -hmm. and another piece called conversion rate optimization. You know, what do you want people to do on your website? Oh, well, I want them to subscribe to my blog. Okay, cool. How do we get them to do that? And so all of that stuff tied into play is it's a whole lot, but It's definitely something you find a lot of, I don't want to, I enjoy it, you know, going from nothing to something to now we're exponentially improving business. Yeah. And I can
0: can completely understand that because you're helping somebody take their business to the whole next level. And you're that conduit that's making that possible because of your knowledge base and your, and the way you've educated yourself and all this stuff. So yeah, that's amazing, bro. I'm proud of you. man. that's a big deal, man. Yeah. Thank you. And and all of that stemmed
1: because I actually my first business in 2012 was a martial arts uniform company. right? And I, I started to understand the concepts of making a picture of something mm-hmm. and bringing it to life. And, and so taking that to what I have now, I understand where they're coming from because they have a product. They design it. They develop it. They produce it, manufacture it, all of that stuff. And so I understand how they're feeling and looking at everything, but also understand how can I make this whole situation better? Right. How do you and offer so them it's a, yeah, yeah, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, Exactly.
1: Improve everything, basically.
0: Yeah, basically to make the, their their online version of their business grow into what it needs to grow and to be sustainable for them and to be able to be profitable. So, yeah, it's a big deal, man. That's great, Jerry. Right. And I do all of that outside of my nine-to-five. Yeah, yeah you, <laughs> you got a little bit of time on your hand, right? You're good yeah all right <laughs> all right so everybody jared lebetter now this kid that's ex marine right gs12 now plus he's an automation guy website guy all that stuff he's got a facebook page he's got a good following carbon digital and all that kind of stuff so he's doing a lot of stuff all right he's hanging in there so if you want any information about jared you'll be able to find it on our website and also on the podcast episode link you'll have all his links we're gonna have all his information there so if you got any questions for jared we'll, we'll have ways to get a hold of him and figure out where he's at you guys can reach out to him and see what's going on all right so, Jared, I want to say thank you very much, my friend, for coming on and appreciate your service and thank you for that. No problem. Thank you. All right, man. You have a good day. All right, you too. Take it easy. All right. Well, that's a wrap, everyone. Hope you all got something out of this podcast today. Please tell a battle buddy about us and stay tuned for our upcoming podcast. Don't forget to visit our website at www.veteransbereal.com. Support us because we got your back. Till next time, everyone, I'm out of here. Oh, say,